immersed with Geeks by Geeks, where our hosts talk news headlines, comics, tech, and have in-depth discussions on all things geek. Keep calm and venture into the wasteland. Well, hello, fellow podcast listener, and welcome to Geek Follow Reloaded, the news and discussion podcast for geeks by geeks. I am your host this week. My name is Chris Lockhart. And joining me, I have two of my co-hosts in crime. First up, Lillian Knelson. How's it going, Lillian? We are good today. We are good. I have cake. I have, well, I better probably eat my dinner first, so, mm. <laughs> or I get cake. <laughs> uh, I, if, if I get the option, I will eat cake first. Because that way you always, you know, because sometimes you, when, when you eat supper, you're not in the mood for cake afterwards because you're so full. Um, could also be why, you know, I'm a little heavier, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, that, that lady that did the company's coming books, she's the one that I, I was watching like a biography about her. Um, she's actually from Alberta or, or was from Alberta. And, um, that was her advice. It was to eat your dessert first and then eat your meal. So wise words. That, I like the way she thinks. Yeah, me too. Me too. And last but not least, we have Kevin Decent. How's it going, Kevin? It is going good, Chris. I am glad to be back on the show and feeling healthier, too. Excellent. Because yes. you were pretty gross for a while there, weren't you? Oh, my God. Well, we we had to, to go behind the curtain here mm-hmm. um, in, in Chris's palatial podcast studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, one recording we were going to do, I was the first to bail out, and then it just didn't line up for anyone else, but I got my booster shot, and it oh. knocked me out for a day. Yep. Um, my, my original COVID shots, nothing. I was fine. Went to work, did everything. Mm-hmm. The booster one just rocked me. And then uh, the last show, because um, Chris mentioned uh, I might be able to join yep. later, yep. I... In our group chat, I said, I feel so horrible. I feel like if I could just get sick, I would be better. And if I can get sick in the next hour, I'll join the show. Yeah. Instead, it was like every hour for the rest of the night I was getting sick. No. And and then I went and uh, dropped my kid off at daycare uh, before the school bus in the morning. Mm -hmm. And the woman that runs that said, oh, yeah, there's like a 24, 48-hour bug going through all the kids. Perfect. Oh yeah. Sorry. So my my kid, I it was fine, but I guess he was a carrier for it. Yeah. Yeah. Like when it comes to the booster shot, I was the exact same way. Like uh, it was, and it didn't hit me till like the next day. Yeah. Um, I had it like four o'clock, like on a Monday, and then it was like, well, I guess it would have been like I don't know, thirteen hours later. It's like I woke up. At like 5.30 in the morning, I thought I was going to throw up and took a gravel, and then I had the body aches and yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I, but yeah, first two, nothing. It it hit me so hard. My current guess is in a 48-hour period, I slept 30 to 35 hours. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. What's it like to sleep like that? Yeah, I mean, in a way, it was nice. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I felt great when it ran its course. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice when you can sleep when you're sick. It, it just sucks when you can't. Like, um, 
there's one time I had this one flu. Like, if I tried laying down, I was throwing up. Like, I had I had to sleep sitting up. And it sucked. Because it sucks to sleep sitting up. You can't get a good... You can't get into a deep sleep. No. But. no and, and I will say, for, for the kids out there listening, <clears throat> one of the things that I've noticed with being sick now is being sick and alone is very scary. Yeah. Because I'm like, if anything happened, no one is here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Then you get stuck in your own head, and that's not fun either. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And although, I, although my kid, my kid, the eight year old years old, was very nice, and he said, because um, he was here for part of it, not mm-hmm. all of it, but little part of it he was here for and he said uh dad can you stop throwing up so loudly it's really disturbing my show (laughs) yeah dad stop being sick like yeah it was very helpful yeah excellent well at least you're at least you're on the mend um thankfully yeah like a couple weeks ago i i had a really bad cold or maybe it was three weeks ago i can't remember um but uh I've since gotten over it, but the allergies are still kicking my ass. But, you know, at least at least where I'm at, spring is slowly coming. Like, we had some snow Tuesday, but um, they're talking about rain maybe tomorrow. But I'm cool with rain. Rain's good. Rain makes things go green. Um, so hopefully spring has Way sprung. snow. Yeah, I guess Calgary's getting hit. Um... And speaking of Calgary, that's where our friend Ragnar is this week. He uh, he's at the uh, ca- at the Calgary Comic and Entertainment Expo. I'm so mad, so mad. I just we cannot talk about that because I will. So many of my friends are there. People are posting photos of the yep. vendor set up. They're post. I'm like, I hate you all, all of you. I hate you. Although, yeah. um, one of my favorite vendors, um, Artie McFly. I every single time she's at a convention, she posts the most hilarious interactions that she has with people because she is this absolutely amazing artist with fantastic shirts that are sassy, but they say things. And so today she was like, I had to explain what a snack was to someone. <laughs> I think she said to like a grandma or something um, or a dad. And I'm just like, I, I'm excited for this part. I'm excited to see like people having fun, but I'm so angry because we yeah. can't be there. Like we, why are we all not there? We need to do a podcast from the floor of like the Calgary Expo next year or something. Yeah, that would be that would be excellent. Um, <clears throat> well, originally I wasn't going to go because of the whole COVID thing. Like I was like, eh, I'm still kind of on the fence. Uh, but then the reality of it set in that I just can't afford to go right now. Like it 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 <laughs> it, it sucks. Um, and like mm-hmm. I and I wish Calgary. I wish they would move their convention to June. Like why they have it at the end of April, because I've been there twice now where, um, well, the last time, 2019, there was a blizzard, like a literal blizzard on the Saturday night. And it sucked because we drove home on the Sunday and there was like at least 40 vehicles in the ditch. I think it's because um, their parent company has conventions throughout the year. And I think it's one of the biggest windows. Plus it's always been in April. Yeah. Well, the the first year I went, 2011, they actually had it in June. I can't remember why, but I remember 
thinking this is awesome you know like this is a perfect time to have it and then people are like no 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 this normally happens in april i'm like oh yeah. really <laughs> um, yeah, i think there's i think there's some others it conflicts with and it's really hard because there's a like the convention schedule for canada is pretty busy mm-hmm. and the states is insane so like yeah uh yeah, I, I am planning to go to uh, Spock Days this year for the Volcon convention because now they're moving the convention back to uh, the town fair weekend, which I'm cool with. Well, other... they are? Yeah, it, it's it's going to be during Spock Days. Um, mm-hmm. So the first weekend in June, but I don't know who the guests are yet. Um, so tentatively, I'm planning on attending that one. Um, and then I'll be in Edmonton, uh, in September. Uh, so I'll get to see Ragnar then for sure. But I, I know he'll be like coming to the, coming to, uh, Edmonton before then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I told him, uh, I sent him a message telling him to have a great time. Wish I was there. I really do. I, you know, I wish I could have, could have afforded to go, but, and then COVID, eh, I'm so, I don't know. Well, my girlfriend just got back from an event in the States, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and it was so wonderful to see everyone being so respectful with their masks still, because, um, like, even right now, without with the fact that COVID is downgrading in its ferocity, and with certain people, like, it's less, um, but it is transmitting more, like, it is definitely cold and flu season right now, everybody yeah. I know has either a cold, a flu, or COVID, like, everyone I know, yeah. um, and I think that in the past, we took it for granted, um, mm-hmm. Because during cold and flu season, it was either you you knew you were going to get something, but you just hoped it wasn't that bad. But for my friends who really did not handle sickness, wow. It was a terrifying time. So they're pretty excited that people are still being respectful with masks and people are still aware. And they hope that people continue to be aware mm-hmm. when illnesses are passed around. But, like, I don't know. It's still kind of – everyone's gross. Everyone's gross. Well, I think, uh, I think the geek community is more – uh, obliging to masks, I, like this is my my feeling, because we, you know, like you can you can totally geek out with your mask, like you can you know, mm-hmm. I, I got Superman, Batman masks, I got um, what else do I got? I got a lot of Superman, Batman masks. I got I got other oh I got a ju- some Justice League masks and then, and that kind. So I like, got Tardis's and Sailor Moon. Oh, I got a, I got a Star Trek one too. Oh, I got some Star Wars ones too. Some Baby Yoda ones. I'm a failure at Star Trek. Kevin, uh, do you have any cool masks? I have no cool masks because I lose masks. <gasps> I lose masks so often. Mm. I I couldn't get a cool one because I then I'm gonna be mad if I lose it. So oh, all, okay. All of mine are just super plain. Um, the, my favorite one had like adjustable straps around the ears. Yep. I like drawstring adjustable ones and mm-hmm. Declan took all of them and lost them. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad. And they were great. And I was like, well, I'll never see those again. <laughs> well, I, I found in the early days, uh, like when we were um, having to wear masks, like I, I had to find masks to wear. Um, well, because I had to wear them for work. But also I had a hard time with those disposable masks because it always seemed like I was ripping like the string off because like I got a bowling ball sized head um so when I would put those masks on a lot of times they would just rip I just find the masks now like the disposable ones 
are made better. Like, I don't know if it's because early on we were using older masks that were, you know, sitting in closets for a while, and maybe that's why they were breaking, or, you know, maybe they've adjusted how they make them. You know, they're a little bit more durable than they used to be. Um, you know, they probably realize there's a lot of fatheads out there, like me. Made by a lady on the coast, and... Yeah. Well, the, well, the reason why I say with the disposables, because like my my wife was unfortunately in the hospital this weekend. She's 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 home now. She's doing good. Uh, but you know, when you go into a hospital, I don't know what's like where you guys are, but in Alberta, like you have to wear the disposable ones. You can't wear your own in the in the facilities. Um, like they they give you one to wear, and you have to sanitize and. All that kind of stuff. Every, yeah, no, every you time. you're not even here. You're not allowed to wear your mask. You have to put on a yeah. hospital mask. Yeah, but I just found them so durable. Now it's like, wow, I used to like rip these apart, like just putting them on. Um, the only thing is uh, at hospitals because they wanted me wearing nitrile gloves as well. Um, they don't. I can't wear hospital nitrils because uh, they they don't make them big enough for me. My like I got. Uh, um, gorilla hands, I guess. I, I don't know. Um, like I wear nitrils at my work, but, uh, at work I have to wear extra large or double XL nitrile gloves and hospitals generally only go up to large. So it's like, I, I try, but it, it doesn't work. So anyway, <sighs> pandemic fun but anyway wishing ragnar the best hopefully he has some good sales and um i know he was pretty excited about uh heading down there and setting up and all that so it looks really cool it's nice to see all the vendors um it's funny that because um i'm in a group where a lot of the vendors are in and seeing it from their side it is always helpful as someone who runs a convention mm-hmm. but at the same time calgary expo has had an interesting way of it's just, it's always, it's always an adventure seeing the run up to any big event, especially when it's like, has anybody heard anything? Where are you? Hey, what's going on? Oh, by the way, the roof is leaking. Like all these ridiculous little things. So I hope that he has no leaking roofs and it's awesome. And everyone just, he has good stuff anyway. So I hope everyone just behaves themselves and has a good time. Yep. Well, one thing I like, I, I talking with Ragnar, um, one of the things about these bigger conventions you would think they would be more online, you know, that you could <laughs> fill out your forms online, you could pay, you know, through e-transfer or whatever. But a lot of those big ones don't. Like, you have to mail in a check. You have to mail your form. But a lot of them also because of the fact that there's so much more of a paper trail. So, Maybe, yeah. whereas you can do an e-transfer for my convention because it's smaller, I can keep track. I only have, like, 60 vendors. When you have yeah. hundreds... That's true. I'm pretty That's sure true. there's so much more, right? Yeah. But I have heard so many stories of checks getting lost or, like, mm. people's payments coming out late, like, months later. I hate checks, personally. Um, yeah, every time our rent check comes out, we just sit there being like, are you out yet? How about now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely e-transfer is the way to go. Or PayPal or any of those. Um and and my bank used to provide free checks. Now you have to pay for them, so it's like Can nah. Dollar each for me. It's like... Yeah, it's not it's not cheap anymore. Like I used to get them for free, um, but then I don't know. I guess it costs too much. And a checking print. account and checks. Yeah, yeah, it's weird, eh? Oh, that works. 
Um, but anyway, uh, kudos to Ragnar. I will be thinking of him this Sunday because I bought uh, a ticket to go watch uh, The Northman. Um, Ooh. The, ah. the Alexander Skarsgård, Anya Taylor-Joy film. Um, and, uh, and, you know, he's our resident Viking, so I'll be thinking of Ragnar when I'm watching that. I'm super excited. I bought, I got my ticket. I'm going to the, let's see here. I'm going to the 1230 show. Um, unfortunately I'm going to a theater that doesn't have the reclining seats. The, my, my usual theater that I go to. (laughs) Yeah. The the one I go to usually has the recliners and oh man, it's such a, such an amazing, and and the cup holders. Oh, it's great. Um, although the first time when I went, I felt like an old man cause I couldn't figure out how to put the recliner down. Uh, so I was like, do I crawl out of this or, you know, I had to get my wife to help me. <laughs> I, I felt like I was 80 years old, but anyway, I'll be, I'll be thinking of Ragnar. Uh, all right, well, let's move on to our geek news. Um, on April 18th, um, Ezra Miller got arrested again mm-hmm. um yeah my husband was like so uh, i guess no more justice league movies for him well the thing of it is is he's got that flash movie coming out is isn't it wasn't it supposed to be this year or no it, it got pushed back again to like february or something next year yeah and i mean that's supposed to be a big movie like that's supposed to be like there's spider-man um no way home you know like it was supposed to introduce the multiverse into dc you're gonna you know kind of like it was basically i think it's called flashpoint um it is yeah and you know michael keaton's coming back as as bat batman for batman 1989 and and ugh, you know dc just i don't know i feel i feel bad for them because this one this movie i was actually looking forward to um and i don't mind ezra miller as the Flash, like, I really don't. Like, I, I still think they should have went with the TV Flash. Um, but Ezra Miller was okay, but it's just too bad that uh, he's having so many issues. Um, well, and, and, and this is multiple issues, too. Yes. Like, he, this latest one is, I believe he threw a chair at a woman. Yep, and her, so. and, and he's he's usually allegedly drunk, you know, under some sort of influence. Most <laughs> people I know who throw chairs are normally drunk, or wrestlers. Um, <laughs> yeah, but when, it, when it, the first story I think was some couple he was staying at their place and then got aggressive towards them and they threw him out of their home. I mm-hmm. think that was also in Hawaii. Yeah. Um, the yep. thing. The thing for Flashpoint, just for the basic thing of it, you could reshoot the ending and have Ezra Miller Flash disappear, you know, sacrifice himself, Crisis on Infinite Earth style. Mm -hmm. You know, Flash sacrifices himself, and then we have a new Flash at the end of Flashpoint to move forward with. So you could, they could easily write him out. Yeah. Like film someone else for a week, add in the special effects. Grant Gustin, of course, would be a great idea to do it. And there's rumors that The Flash, the next season, might be like a shortened, not 22, 24, whatever episodes, like half of that as a final season. So then he's free. Yep. If he wants to, you know. Um, but also with the 
the DC movies, um, Discovery Channel Company bought Warner Brothers, which I would have thought that the Warner Brothers would have been the bigger company, but mm-hmm. apparently not. So whoever owns Discovery and all of those, you know, offshoot cable channels and tie, you know, related stuff, they bought into Warner. So they're already adding because uh, there's a Discovery Plus and there's HBO Max, so rumors they're going to merge. Because why? Mm-hmm. Why have all this payroll going to two companies doing the same thing? Mm-hmm. Um, but part of it is redoing DC. They want to compete with Marvel, so they have said anything currently done, fine. We've already spent the money to make it. We're going to release it and you know get the toys and the merchandise and the money. But anything that hasn't been set yet full stop and we want to make a new plan for where we're going from there yep. and they said they want a focus probably continue Batman probably continue Pattinson um, but they want a new focus on Superman and then eventually build up for some sort of shared universe style thing so with Ezra Miller pulling this if that's the direction you want to go you got to dump him Yep, you have to <laughs> No, yep. side tangent. Quick side thing. Because yep. at the same time that's where Miller stuff was coming out, uh, Chris, I know you, it's going to time for you because we've discussed wrestling stuff before. I don't mm-hmm. believe it will for Lillian. But there was a very famous um, woman in WWF in the 90s and early 2000s by the name of Sonny. Mm-hmm. And Sonny seems to get a DWI about every other weekend now. Somehow, she has no license. Uh, Her boyfriend is letting her drive his car, which she continues to get DWIs in. Mm -hmm. She somehow, I don't know, bats bats her eyes, whatever, and is allowed to leave the scene, and she's not in jail. And the latest one, um, someone died. Oh, from the latest accident she caused, and she was allowed to go away pending results of a toxicology. So she's just like at home, possibly still driving. Yeah. While, you know, a lot of these bigger cities just have, are in the states are so grossly understaffed, it could take weeks to months to actually test anything. Yikes. And it's like this because you know Ezra Miller too. I'm like. We have this thing in the States especially, but, you know, you can look at, like, royal family in England or or other situations of celebrities can do no wrong because they're famous and have money. So even when they very obviously are doing something wrong, they get a pass. Yep. And people kind of look the other way. It just, it's gross. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty unreal. Um yeah, honestly, I never heard that. That's that's terrible. Um, hopefully, uh, she gets some help or something, or goes to jail. Like, obviously, she needs well, some, yeah, something needs I, to happen. I, right, and I think Ezra Miller needs some substance help there. Yeah, cause, yeah, because he a couple years ago he got arrested for like hitting a woman, I think, at a bar. Yeah. Oh, do, oh, um, he's the one that. Uh... Didn't he, like, hit a woman at a convention and it was on or her friend's cell phone? 
it's maybe I'm I'm not sure. Um, yeah. But it's it's yeah it's certainly possible. But yeah. But getting back to the DC thing, hopefully, yeah, they do some sort of reboot. Like, like they just can't, you know, and hopefully they get somebody that, that can actually, like, plan stuff out and run run stuff. Um, like, uh, you know, like Kevin Feige. Um, although I don't completely agree with everything Kevin Feige's been doing lately. Um, I mean, he did lead everything up to, you know, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame quite well uh but yeah quick tangent i was watching this video today about kevin feige and how like he's you know they're pushing this you know um they, they call it the mcu um nerd rotic on uh on youtube's been talking about this a lot about how they're pushing like you know tr you know trying to replace you know male characters with female counterparts and like a lot of people are because of the new thor trailer like we all knew we all heard it was coming that natalie partman was going to be you know uh jane jane foster thor um but some people are still taking exception to that um i'm okay with it you know like it, it was done in the comic books it was a jason aaron thing but i know i can also see where where people that are complaining about the mcu uh, that, you know, they're pushing all these female characters onto us. Um, like in, in the Captain Marvel movie, the original Marvel was played by Annette Bening and in the, in the comics, you know, Marvel was a, was a guy. Um, but yeah, um, I was thinking a mistake that they made all the way back in 2012 is Lady Sif should have been one of the Avengers. She should have been there on the Avengers team um, with Thor and all them. And and she should have got her own movie because Jamie Alexander is amazing. You know, I loved her as Sif. I'm really hoping she... I haven't seen anything about her with this new movie. I'm, like, the rumor was that she's coming back. I know she was in Loki um, for a scene. But... Uh, yeah, like, like they should, like, I don't know why they didn't go that route where they would have Lady Sif be part of the Avengers. Like, she would have been amazing. She could have been like the, you know, the their answer to Wonder Woman. It, it, it's it's a fine line of a lot of the Asgardians kind of all have the same powers. So why switch? You know, why have someone that's got the same thing going on? Well, I, I I was thinking that too, but then you kind of get that with Hawkeye and Black Widow. Like, I mean, Hawkeye, you know, are you know they say he's you know world's greatest marksman. Um, you know, he's good with a bow and arrow, but I would argue like Black Widow's almost as good as him as far as shooting a bow and arrow, but she's better than him in other things. Like their like their skill sets are pretty similar. Well, I, I would have done, because Lady Sif is still around, Warriors 3 are gone, you know. Uh, Which I hated. I hated that they did that. I, I, yeah, I don't like that either. Heimdall's gone. But you could have done, like, a Disney Plus one with <clears throat> Sif as the lead, and to throw it back to the comics, call it Tales of Asgard. Yes. Or, or Journey so she, into Mystery. Yeah, so she could be your lead for it, but exploring the entire realm of Asgard, all of their classic stories. She's been around hundreds of years. 
Like you could go any number of places for it. Well, and and it would be perfect because I mean she hasn't been around since Thor two. I think she did a a two parter for Agents of Shield, which I guess is not continuity yeah. anymore. Um, but yeah, like well, yeah, but, we'll but, see at the end of this year. But yeah, yeah, right now it's not. But you know where was she during Infinity War? Where was she during Ragnarok? You know, like a mini series. On Disney Plus could explain all this, like she was doing something else of very, you know, of, of I would assume of importance, because, you know, obviously they didn't lock her down into a contract, so she was off doing Blind Spot, which kudos to Jamie Alexander, like, you know, I, I know a lot of people that watch Blind Spot, they really enjoyed the show, and and good on her, but like Kevin Kevin Feige, like I said, they should have locked her down, they should have, you know, did a Lady Sif movie. Um, you could have even, you know, like, is that, like, honestly, having, like, Lady Sif and Bruce Banner as a romantic couple, I think would have been more interesting than him and Black Widow, because I, I just, I, I just never bought that. But, but anywho, I digress. Um, what else do I got here for geek news? Oh, uh, this just happened at the today at the time of this recording. Robert Morse, uh, an a-, a veteran actor, passed away at the age of ninety. He was I knew him best as playing Burt Cooper on uh, t- the TV series Mad Men, one of my favorite shows of all time. I love Bert, the character of Burt Cooper. Um, he, you know, he kind of you know the way he dressed and stuff, very reminiscent of Colonel Sanders. Um, but, you know, such a talented actor. I loved his scenes on Mad Men. So much so that somebody on YouTube actually has done, like, a two-hour video of just his scenes from Mad Men. Because he was, like, a... He wasn't... He was a semi-regular. He wasn't uh, on every single episode, but he was on quite a few of them. And someone took all his scenes and basically made, like, a two-hour video of it. And I've watched it at least two times because I, I love that actor so much and I love his character so much that I could just watch his scenes and, and that and be fine with that. Um, but unfortunately, uh, as of today, April 21st, 2022, he passed away at the age of 90. Um, Good law life. Yes, he, and, and yeah, he, he did a lot of great things. Um, all right, I got one more news item, uh, just seeing this today, um, Mike Tyson punched a man multiple times (laughs) on an airplane in San Francisco on Wednesday night, and the reason for the attack, as revealed by TMZ Sports, I didn't realize there was a TMZ Sports, uh, Tyson said the man he punched was not only harassing him, but the man threw a water bottle at him before the, before the fight. Um, and apparently the man was aggressive during the incident. I gotta, I gotta ask, who would ever in their right mind try and pick a fight with Mike Tyson? Like, like one punch and that guy could kill you. Like what, you know, like, I don't know if this guy had a death wish or, or what was going on. Um, but I, I just, I just think it's crazy that anyone would ever, ever think of picking a fight with this guy. Um, 
The incident was filmed and showed Tyson out of his seat and throwing a series of punches at the man. The boxing legend then left after the altercation, and the man is seen with a bloodied forehead. A witness said the man who needed medical attention went to the police following the altercation. Um, Boo-hoo for that guy. You know, like, sorry, but if you... You know, you poke the bear, you're gonna... You're gonna... You're gonna get... Whatever the saying, however that goes. You're gonna get, you're gonna get eaten. You're gonna get beat up. The bears don't like that, apparently. Um... Kevin and Lillian, what are your thoughts on on this? I think that you shouldn't hit people regardless of what they throw at you. Well, yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. Like, I just think that, especially when, if you're a trained boxer, regardless of how old you are, I, I would just, I don't know. I just, I don't think there's ever a point to hit someone. Well, I agree, but Mike Tyson, like, to be honest with you, Mike Tyson isn't quite all there, I don't think. So, uh, I just, like, it isn't just the fact that the guy's, like, one of the greatest boxers of all time. It's the fact that, I mean, this guy is known to be unstable. This guy bit a guy's, a piece of a guy's ear off in the boxing ring. Mm -hmm. Don't throw a water bottle at the guy. Don't (laughs) aggravate him, you know? Um... Like Tyson shouldn't have done that, but again, you know, you're you're poking a bear, you're to, you know, uh, a rabid bear, really. Uh, Kevin, what are your thoughts? So, <laughs> all right. So, Stone Cold Steve Austin has an interview series on uh, WWE Network yep. slash Peacock, and uh, it's about once a month he'll talk to a veteran wrestler and they'll tell stories and all. And one of the ones recently with uh, Ron Simmons. He, Ron Simmons said when he would go into a bar, he would know within minutes who was going to step to him and the other wrestlers thinking, what you do is fake. I could beat you guys up. Mm, yep. And they were ready. They're like, all right, that's the guy whose ass we're going to have to kick tonight. Because they just knew from body language, yep. whatever, here's who's going to step to us tonight. And they were prepared for it. There is also an English uh, grammar joke, English language joke, of how do you know the difference between effect and effect? Effect is fuck around, effect is find out. (laughs) So I think this guy thought Tyson was a joke. You know, he's a character, he's a comedian, he has a a speech impediment, he has... Mike Tyson mysteries on Adult Swim. Like, I think he thought it was a joke. Yeah. And that he's past his prime and he's going to get one over and be able to tell all of his buddies, oh, I threw a drink in Mike Tyson's face and he didn't do a thing. I guess he's a wuss. And he found out. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I, I think... Legally alone, a lot of these guys, boxers, wrestlers, UFC, whatever, know if I hit someone based on what I do for a job, I'm going to be found guilty and I'm going to, and everyone's going to say I should have known better. Yeah. And that my punch is different than your common person's punch. Now, Tyson, I'm not saying has the same mind to do that, but a lot of these people know. I can't respond in the way I want to. 
Because yeah. no matter what, I'm the one who's going to look like a bad guy here. But I'm sure a lot of them reach a breaking point of, I'm done with this guy. Yep. <laughs> Mostly guys. You, you don't you don't hear a whole lot of <clears throat> women doing stuff like this. Nope. <laughs> nope. Well, the, what, yeah. women attacking people for throwing water bottles at them. W- women, women with the. Uh, Tough guy, small penis mentality. There. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. I, to- yeah, I don't I, know if you know Lillian. I, I don't know if you realize Lillian, but sometimes men are dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <gasps> they what? I know. Yep. I know it's a secret of the world. <laughs> no, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think, uh, yeah, he was just trying to make a name for himself amongst his friends. And uh, who knows, he probably had someone filming it, too. Um, oh, probably. I mean, Tyson's going to get in trouble for hitting someone. Like, yeah. that's one of the most powerful punches on Earth. Like, he's going to get in trouble, and he probably shouldn't have. And, and he, couldn't, I, I, he couldn't walk away. I'm not saying, like, male pride thing or whatever. I'm just saying the way his brain works would not allow him to walk away. But maybe pushing the person away well, yeah. like at least get get out of my face may have been... And that's the, he could push someone away pretty well too. And that's the, that's the tough part, you know, being in his position because if he just walks away and doesn't do anything and it is being filmed, then other people are going to try it on him too right yeah like you're just you know you're just i don't know like it's just a shitty situation all around to be in um but you know i guess hopefully that uh a positive that comes from this is people will learn not to mess with mike tyson like just leave the guy alone (laughs) you know should be common sense everyone alone don't throw things at people yeah agreed don't tug on superman's cape don't spit the wind yeah. You don't step to my face. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Lillian and Kevin, do you guys have any geek news you wanted to throw out this week? I do, a little. All right. Um, I'm surprised you didn't mention the Thor trailer that dropped. I, I was waiting for it, too. Well, I, yeah. I, I did, because I mentioned the, you know, Natalie Portman, um, you know, you know, being, you know, she Thor or whatever you want to call her. I thought I thought she looked Mighty amazing, Thor. Lady Thor, um, Mighty. but Mighty Thor, right? I've had uh, to explain to some people that this is canon, like no. comic canon. So because they're all just like, "This is dumb," and I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna send you some things to read." Okay. Well, no. te- okay. technically, Cap could have been Thor too. Like if he if he would have, you know. I don't know what Thor has to do to get, you know, get the, like, he just has to hold the hammer up and then the lightning comes on and, it, you know, they braid his beard and all that kind of stuff uh, somehow. Cap could have done that too if he had wanted to, but he didn't. So obviously, like, you know, because, you know, as the as the enchantment goes, any anyone who holds this hammer is worthy of the power of Thor. Or he who, um, how does that go again? They who are worthy. I don't think they say he who is worthy anymore. It's they who are worthy. 
I, I think it's whoever is deemed whoever is deemed worthy. Yes, Can, will possess the power of Thor. So yeah, no, like this this is canon. Um, I'm kind of interested to see uh, how they're going to handle it, um, because they also got Gore the God Butcher in this film, uh, played by um, uh, Christian Bale, and they have um, the Guardians of the Galaxy in here and all the. And, and, you know, there's, there's a lot, you know, they're spending a lot of plates here. Like I, I, I have faith in uh, Taika Waititi, the director, uh, that he will pull it off. Um, but you know, like you're, you're pulling from a number of different stories, like Gore, the God butcher, that, that was a great story. Um, that was like when Jason Aaron, uh, first started on Thor. And, you know, he was telling the story about this, this, uh, spoilers, this alien that gets like this, um, basically it's like a symbiote, uh, power. And, uh, he basically goes out and kills gods because his family died and he prayed to his gods for help and they never, and they didn't do anything. So he goes out and kills anyone that calls himself a god, including the Asgardians. And in that story uh Thor teams up with a younger version of himself and he teams up with with old man Thor old you know old king Thor and, you know it's three three Thors from three different time periods having to fight uh Gore the god butcher um to basically save all the gods and uh it was an amazing story like that alone could be its own movie, but you have Gore, you have the Jane Foster Thor's story. Um, you got Thor being part of the Ravagers for a while. I'm assuming it'll probably be just the first part of the movie. Um, you know, it looks great. Like I thought the trailer looked fantastic. I'm, I'm excited to see it. Fingers crossed. It's not too much. Hopefully they pull it off, which I mean, Marvel's proven that they can pull off, you know, a lot of different things in one movie. Um, so we'll see. Um, Lillian, what are your thoughts? I do not have any. We will <laughs> wait and see. Are you, are you a little I bit thoughts. excited? I don't know. I'm actually, I found the trailer really annoying and, um, I hope the movie is is more than the trailer looked like because it was cute, but I'm like, uh, what are we doing? Yeah, I, I could see Let's that. See. I could see that. Um, Kevin, your thoughts? So I think the trailer is the first twenty minutes of the movie, and then stuff with gore happens. Yep. Now. That story, because you, you mentioned some of it, Chris, but depending on how deep they go and how much um, they uh, I'm trying to think how to word this. Um, because Gore the God Butcher is a, a story of losing faith entirely, which Thor's obviously lost himself, too, so it might play in well together. But... Like, the plant's dying, his family's about to die, he's praying to his gods, he, he's an alien from some other planet, and 
no, no cosmic help arrives. His family dies. He's wandering the planet by himself. And two gods locked in battle crash down before him, both dying. And one of the gods reaches out to him and asks for help. And that's when he snaps. And he's like, you are asking for my help now? Where were you when I needed help? Where were you when my family dies? So this god is already dying. Gore finishes the job, kills the other one too, takes their weapons, including this dark sword, which is connected to the symbiotes and venom and everything as well. And then with these new powers, goes out into the universe to kill other gods. So no one... No one will worship a god that won't be there for them. And if other planets, civilizations, whatever, aren't worshiping these gods, then they'll never be disappointed. And maybe they can do the work themselves. So we have that quick image in the trailer of Zeus. Yeah, I was going to say Russell Crowe. I think Gore's knocking out all of them right away. Hmm. Now, one of the crazy rumors is Moon Knight is getting his power from Egyptian gods. Yep. What if there's a Gore thing either in Episode 6 or in the Thor movie of Gore taking out the Egyptian gods as well to tie in everything together? Mm-hmm. So lots of crazy stuff you could do. Jane Foster as the Mighty Thor is the way that they're going to um, make the distinction for like toys and merchandise and stuff. I don't know what she'll be called in the movie. But when you do the comics, and she's been around since Thor's debut, mm-hmm. and has been a character in there all along, <clears throat> and then here she is in this Jason Aaron run, dying of cancer, and still steps up and sacrifices herself to help, which gives her the worthiness to grab the hammer, and picks it up. And at the time, Thor was deemed unworthy to hold Mjolnir. And it was it was a big secret of what was whispered into his ear. But it was pretty much that Thor was given doubt whether or not he was good enough. And that doubt was enough that he couldn't wield it. His mm-hmm. own self-doubt <clears throat> made it impossible for him to do it. So someone had to have it. And I, I know people... You know, uh, flipped out about that. Most, I want to say most, but it's probably still 50-50 on Miles. Some people are like, call him something else. Why is he Spider-Man? But I think it's the newness of Marvel doing legacy characters. Because you go over to DC, and whether it's Jake Garrick, Barry Allen, or Wally West, people love their version of Flash. Yep. Whether it's Hal Jordan, Guy Gardner, John Stewart, or any of the other ones, people love their Green Lantern. But DC's all, not always, but for a longer time had these legacy characters. So you can pick the one that you like, even though they have the same names. Yep. The people still say that the Green Lantern movie failed because you had a generation growing up with a Justice League cartoon that John Stewart's their Green Lantern. And who's this guy Ryan Reynolds is playing? That's not, quote, my Green Lantern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my favorite story is one of the inspiration for Miles is if you tell me there's a kid who is raised by his aunt and uncle, his parents are dead, his uncle dies of gunshot violence, he's super smart, he gets these powers, and instead of using them for financial gain, he tries to make his neighborhood a better place, and he lives in Brooklyn, I'm thinking he's black. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not thinking he's Peter Parker. You give me a story like that today, and I'm picturing Miles more than I'm picturing Peter Parker. Yep. For such a story. But that's the thing, like Marvel now with these legacy characters and having, you know, names used for multiple ones. The readers know who they are. The kids know who they are. The merchandise knows who the hell they are because some of this stuff sells crazy. So we get Jane Foster, Natalie Portman looking amazing in mm-hmm. that two seconds. Yeah. I went nuts. Looks strong, looks beautiful, looks captivating. And I was like, I can't wait to see that. Yep. So excited. And And all of this still with all of it, I think we need to get through. And Doctor Strange is where it is on the schedule on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, between when Moon Knight ends, when Ms. Marvel starts, when Thor comes out, when everything, Doctor Strange is right where it is on purpose. And I, yeah. I don't know, I'm seeing it I'm seeing it Thursday before it, quote, officially comes out on Friday. Oh, But nice. you know that the, like, you know, the press screeners will already be up and spoilers will be up. I don't know if I want to go in knowing nothing or if I want to know everything. I don't know yet. Yeah. I, I'm going to avoid. I, we're we're going uh, the Saturday. Uh, again, I'm, going, I'm shooting for a 1230 show, maybe even 11 or 1130 if I can. Uh, I just I prefer to go to the early shows because it's like less crowded. Yeah. Um but yeah, like uh, as far as the you know, the whole yeah, the whole I don't know, the whole legacy thing like yeah, I'm used to it. Like, you know, uh when uh, Rhodey was Iron Man for a while and then he became War Machine. Yep. Um then you had uh wasn't Don Blake. Was it Don Blake? The he was Thunderstrike or was it No, Eric no, Masterson. No, Eric yep. Masterson, yeah. Um, but, and then he was he was Thor for a while, then he was Thunderstrike. Um, in a lot of ways, like, I liked Thunderstrike because he didn't, you know, like, I used to get annoyed with the way Asgardians talk, uh, the way they would make them talk in the comic books. Um, so Eric Masterson just talked like a like regular dude. So that's why I kind of gravitated more towards him uh, when he was Thunderstrike. Um and then U.S. Agent, you know, like, I, I thought, you know, uh, Wyatt uh, Russell, um, is that his name, Wyatt Russell? Kurt, yeah, Kurt Russell's son, uh, when he played uh, U.S. Agent in uh, the Captain America, or sorry, Falcon Winter Sh- Winter Soldier uh, show, he was perfect, man. Like, he, you know, like, U.S. Agent's supposed to be an, a bit of an asshole, and, and I thought he just embodied him perfectly. Like, I, I'm cool with the legacy characters. I'm, like... Miles Morales being, uh, you know, referred to as Spider-Man, I'm cool with that. Like, there's room for for Peter Parker and for Miles to both hold that mantle. I'm just curious, like, um, because, of course, uh, his connection to the symbionts, I'm wondering if that's what that throwaway scene was in the new Spider-Man movie with Tom Hardy, where, you know, he gets pulled back into his world, but there's a little piece of the symbiont that stays behind. I'm wondering if that's where 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 this you know comes from because yeah. it, it it's not like them to just throw a scene in there for no reason like I mean I mean they do sometimes but well it, oh, 
okay, there's big rumor that the finale for Doctor Strange is going to have more characters on screen than the finale for Endgame. Ooh. Yeah. That would, yeah. That's one of the huge rumors. And then the Russo brothers said, we will only come back and do another movie for Marvel if Marvel's going to do Secret Wars. Yes. And then months later, the Russo said, oh, we're working on a script for Marvel, but we can't say what it is. Nice. Mm-hmm. God bless the Russo like, brothers. Huh. Yeah, I think the, it's all leading Secret Wars. I hope so. And it's going to be like a multiverse Secret Wars. It'll be the, it won't be the 80s one. It'll be the 20 whatever, yeah, late 20 teens one, whatever it was. It'll be that like combination of universes, and then we have one Marvel universe coming out of it, but all these characters from other places can be here, and that's going to be. You could reset Black Panther, Iron Man, all sorts of other characters going forward off of that. What, what is that? Your newer version is that where they re? It came out of that miniseries where they reintroduced the Maestro, right? Yeah, because that that also spun into like War World or whatever. Um, uh, there's Weird World in yeah. Secret Wars one. Yeah, because um, they had like had like all cops in this world in the Secret Wars uh, Battle World. That's what it's called. Um, yeah, all the police were Thors from different universes. Yeah, and and Doom had his own like he controlled part of the world, and the Maestro controlled part of the world. Yeah, I think I remember that. Because I mean that, that they got to bring the Maestro into it. I, I I've been waiting for so long for that guy to show up and be the big bad at some point. But anyway. Yeah, super. I'm excited. I'm 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 excited for for uh, Thor, and I'm I'm especially excited for Doctor Strange. But uh, anyway, uh, Kevin, did you have any any news for for us this week? Um, if you go to your local comic store to buy comics, okay, uh, the previews magazine goes up a dollar with the next issue. Huh. That's your that's your catalog telling you everything coming out in two months, which is fine. You yeah. know, it's three hundred something pages. It's been four dollars for like ten years, maybe longer. It's going yeah. up a dollar. Okay, not a big deal. A lot of stores give you a free copy because they're going to make more money with you ordering books out of it than mm-hmm. they lose by giving you a free copy. The Marvel one's already free. The DC one is free, but the DC one's going to change. DC has their own distributor now called Lunar. And a bunch of other companies are signing on to be part of it. So actually some other comic companies are leaving the previews magazine, which is going to cost more, but now have less companies to have their own catalog. So now when I go into the comic store, I'm going to need to get three or four different catalogs to just decide what I want to buy in two months. Yeah. They uh, don't make this an easy hobby. No. Decisions, decisions. Yeah, they really well, don't. Well, the new, the new one will be out. Yeah, the new one will be out next Wednesday. Um, hopefully my store gets off, gets the Marvel, the DC and the, the giant phone book of previews. Cause sometimes they get one or two, but not all three, just shipment issues. And then I have about two weeks to read like four to 500 pages here and decide what I want and place my order. 
Like, this is the only hobby that does this kind of crap. Yep. Like, if you want to buy baseball cards, you just buy baseball cards. That's it. You don't mm-hmm. need to know who made them and when it ships and, you know, read read a giant catalog for which cards are coming out. No. Yep. And, and like, I reported, I think it was a couple of months ago now, about Comixology and their update and all that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it still hasn't gotten better. Like, it, it, you know, like no. what, what you said, Kev, about this is a, a, a tough hobby. It really is. Um, because half the time, I don't even know what when things are coming out. Like, I have to, you know, like, Comixology would just show me my new releases, and I would pick and choose what I wanted every week. Uh, Kindle doesn't do that. And now you got to go through Kindle, like in Canada anyway, you got to go through Kindle in order to purchase comic books to read on Comixology, or if you want to read them on Kindle. And uh, you you basically have to know what you're looking for because they don't have any, you know, this week's new releases or anything like that. Like, you know, they might, you know, um, give you a suggestion and one of those might happen to be a new release or you'll click on it and find out it doesn't come out until June. And it's like, oh, that yeah. does me a lot of good. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very frustrating hobby. And I find actually I'm reading less now than I was before because I don't. You know, like, I just know the comics I want, and maybe I'm not trying new things because I don't even know they exist now. Like, it, it's, it's it's frustrating. Very frustrating. Um, and even, yeah, like, going to the, like, as I go to the preview, I get a an email from previews, so I go to their website, but then you got to click on another link to get, to look at the DC stuff, and, uh, it's just, and it's just frustrating. And if you... Like, I found out this week, because I was like, oh, what came out this week? Uh, as soon as you click on it, they're already advertising for the next week. So you can't even see what came out this yeah. week, unless you look before Wednesday. So, anyway. First world problems, I guess. We're, we're just going to have to make <laughs> do somehow. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to the last segment. Oh, I, I just wanted to throw this out there, too. Um you know, getting back to the Thor discussion, one of the things I loved about Jason Aaron's uh, Gore um, run, and then because Gore came back at the end of his run to kind of like bookend it, um, was the introduction of the Goddesses of Thunder, uh, and these are Thor's granddaughters from the future. Um, so you got Atli, you got Elisiv, and you got Frigg, and uh, I thought one of the funniest things was when. Uh, you know, old, old uh, King Thor, and these uh, and his uh, granddaughters meet the young Thor, like the teenage Thor, and they actually get the hots for their grandpa because they don't, you know, they never knew him <laughs> as a young man. Um, I thought that was kind of funny, but uh, a little awkward though. But uh, anyway, let's move on to this week's edition of Brain Candy. So this is the the segment where we discuss things that we are watching, reading, uh, listening to, whatever. And then, if we want, we can make it a pick or a pan. So, uh, Lillian, what do you got this week for Brain Candy? Um, not much, honestly. Um, I don't have a brain, because uh, <laughs> I started my new job, and this week has been mental, so... Um, 
I'm kind of. Nope. Nope. That, that, Nothing. That that's fine. You know, you're you're busy. It's you know, it's it's a busy it's been time. Kind start. of, you know, it's a yeah. It's been kind a of job. not much else has really been going on. I go home and sleep. And that I just kind that, of make it through the day. That and I know that you were helping out with your old job on top of learning your new job. So yeah, and then yeah. like the person who took over the shift from me. Um, uh, didn't last a week. So now, um, yeah, so, uh, it's definitely interesting because I haven't had anything to do with the hotel since I left now, since they're gone. So, well, I, I'm sure they're missing you like, uh, you know, kudos to you. I'm sure they are too. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, but no, unfortunately when it comes to brain candy, my brain is, is not candied, uh, but I look forward to hearing what you guys have been enjoying. All right. Do you have candy? Can, do you can, have candy, Olivia? I do have candy. Okay. Candy's good. Um, all right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll kick it off then. Uh, I mentioned I'm going to go see The Northman this Sunday, and I'm going to be seeing Doctor Strange in a little over two weeks, so I'm super excited about that. Real quickly, uh I haven't watched this week's episode of Star Trek Picard, but I am happy to report in the last two episodes that I did watch, nobody was murdered. Um, so they seem to be making headway in the in the murder department. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the whole tortured past thing is still, uh, still a thing with modern Star Trek where, you know, nobody has a happy life, you know. Uh, everyone has to have some sort of tragedy or tortured past. And apparently Captain Picard's mom, you know, suffered from a mental illness and uh, his dad used to have to lock her in a room. Um, which is weird because in previous Star Trek it was stated that mental illness was a thing of the past. Um, James Callis, who played Baltar on... Uh, the 2004 Battlestar Galactica series uh, plays Picard's dad because uh, he's talking to him in a, in a dream sequence. And, um, and as everyone knows in, the, in our last episode of Pop Culture Pub, I love dream sequences. And he uh, had some line about how, how he kept his hair, but then when we seen Picard in Next Generation, like when we seen his dad... You know, when Picard died and Q brought, you know, his dad to lecture him or whatever, and he was balding, and it's like, obviously didn't, you guys didn't do your research. Uh, And again, they're stealing, you know, like, they keep stealing from previous Star Treks. Uh, They they stole the the punk rocker from Star Trek IV. Well, first they they stole, like, the, you know, flying around the sun trope uh, from the original series in Star Trek IV to get them into the past. Um, they stole the, tro- uh, the, you know, the punk on the bus, you know, and Spock gives him the, you know, knocks him out. Um, that guy, he showed up in, in the season of Star Trek Picard, still punking out on a bus. Um, but the most recent theft come from Star Trek four was, uh, they stole a line from Star Trek four. Um, when, uh, the dinner scene in Star Trek four when Kirk is sitting with Dr. Jillian Taylor and she says, uh, let me guess you're from outer space. And then Kirk's line 
is, no, I'm from Iowa. I only work in outer space. Uh, Rios literally stills that line in, in one of the most recent episodes of Star Trek Picard when his love interest asks him, are, are you in, are you in, are you from outer space or an alien from outer space? And he's like, no, I'm from Cuba. No, Colombia. I'm from Colombia. I only work in outer space. And then they stole the whole beaming, you know, cause he beams his love interest and her son to his ship. And, you know, like they did that on Star Trek. You know, it's like, like literally they watched like Star Trek four and was like, we got to make this into a show guys. Only we're it's with Picard. Um, and apparently you can also summon a Q by opening a special liquor bottle. Um, cause, cause Picard, yeah. Cause Picard goes to, uh, the non Whoopi Goldberg Guinan because he wants, he needs to talk to Q. So she's, she literally grabs, apparently that's why, uh, Guinan is a bartender because, um, you need a liquor bottle to summon a Q. So she does this special ceremony and they open the bottle and nothing happens. And, um, yeah, but apparently normally if you did this, you would, you could summon a Q like a genie in a bottle. So yeah, uh, the torture continues with Star Trek Picard. <laughs> um, I, I haven't seen this week's episode of Moon Knight. Um, but I, I have been enjoying it. Like it, it's not the worst show. I, I actually lack a I have to say, the last episode was good. Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen the new one because we watched them on Fridays. But ah, I yeah. didn't like the first or second episode, but the third one, that was yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen. Yeah, this week's episode I haven't seen, and I'm con still continuing to watch Clone Wars. Um, that's great. Uh, a couple other things, real quick. Uh, I finally watched the movie Spencer with Kristen Stewart. Um, as Princess Di, I, I would, you know, I, I love The Crown. It's one of my favorite shows. I thought that actress who played Di in the most recent season of The Crown did an excellent job. Uh, but Kristen Stewart, actually, I thought did an excellent job too. Um, I, I, I just didn't like any of the other royals that, you know, the other actors that cast as royals, um, in, in, and I can't remember if it was Jude Law who played uh, Charles, but anyway, Kristen Stewart I thought was great um, in, in that movie, and uh, yeah, I would I would give that a pick. Um, my wife is a horror movie fan, so we uh, subscribe to Shudder um, because she likes watching horror movies, horror TV shows, that sort of thing. And there was a new new movie that just came out. Apparently, it's in theaters as well. Uh, it's called The Cellar. Uh, it's with um, uh, Alicia Cuthbert. Um, a family faces the demonic when their daughter disappears in the basement of their new home. Uh, it wasn't bad. You know, I'm usually not a horror guy, but, you know, uh, this kind of, in a way, had a bit of a science fiction twist to it. Um, which I appreciated. My wife didn't like it, and she's the horror fan, and I didn't mind it. So, um, I don't know what that says, but, uh, it's not bad. Um, if you got Shudder, you know, I don't know if I'd pay to see it. If it's in theaters, I definitely wouldn't pay to see this movie. Uh, but I do pay for Shudder, 
So uh, and she and she wanted to watch it. So it, it, you know, it, it was it was all right. Uh, and last but not least, I've been just finished listening to the audiobook, which is uh, becoming called Becoming Superman. It's the autobiography of J. Michael Straczynski, uh, the creator of Babylon 5. He was also uh, a writer on Masters of the Universe, 1980s Masters of the Universe. Um, he was a writer on Captain Power, another show that I loved. And, of course, he created and wrote most of Babylon 5. And he did Sense Eight on Netflix, which I've ne- I haven't seen, but I'm you know based on listening to his autobiography, I'm going to check it out. He was also really good friends with Harlan Ellison. Um, Harlan Ellison was kind of like a surrogate father to him. Um, yeah, it, it it was really great. Um, you know, he's a, a very talented writer. Uh, He's someone that I would like to meet one day. Like he's one of those creators that I would like to pick his brain and, um, and and being a, a you know uh, someone who creates things too. Like this, I found this autobiography uh, to be very uplifting. You know, he's very uh, good at uh, you know you know making you the listener you know believe that you know if you you know if I can make it, you can make it. You know, and he really did come from almost nothing. And, you know, he, you know, in my opinion, created one of the greatest science fiction series of all time in Babylon 5. Um, so, yeah. Uh, be- and, and because he is a lifelong fan of Superman, um, and and there's a reason why it's called Becoming Superman, but you have to, I don't want to give it away, but you have to listen to the, to the book. So that's a definite pick for me. Sounds really good. Yeah, it, it was. And uh, the actor who played Londo on Babylon 5, he's the one that reads the book. His name's Peter Jurczyk. And, uh, yeah, he, he, he did a wonderful job. I, I love Peter Jurczyk. Londo is one of my favorite characters of all time in any series. So, All right, Kevin, what do you got this week for uh, Brain Candy? All right, so... I was going to go to a show this past week. Um, ended up not going. Uh, one, I couldn't find anyone to go with, so I sold the tickets. But two, I'm going to a different show instead. <laughs> so, But I was going to go to Letterkenny Live. Oh. So in the lead-up for it, I finally finished all of Letterkenny, which is on Hulu in the States. And what I didn't realize is at the end of season 10, there was actually a special episode, which just aired a month ago, which was their, uh, it what was international women's day episode. And it is one of the funniest damn things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> All of the women of the show have an anti beauty pageant. So, Round one is they need to, like, reveal disgusting truths about themselves. Yeah. And whoever has the worst one wins. There's, like, that sounds a, amazing. A, a terrible dress, you know, evening gown competition that, like, the worst, tackiest thing, the better. It's just so damn funny and over the top. Uh, one of the last episodes of the 10th season is... Uh, a bunch of the guys in Letterkenny get their first prostate exam. Hmm. Couldn't stop freaking laughing. 
like just great episodes. So, but then I'm like, I'm not driving all the way to another town. I'll probably have to go hotel room. I don't have anyone to go with. I have two tickets. Like uh, everything was lined up that this is a bad idea. So I ended up um, getting rid of the tickets so someone else could enjoy it. But a coworker went. Hmm. So I was asking her today. I was like, well, how was the show? Who was there? So she was telling me which members of the cast were there, which one she was impressed with and all. And she's like, well, what got me is these tickets were expensive. And they would say, oh, hey, let's tell you what's going on with this person in town. It would be, you know, a member of the cast that wasn't part of the touring group. And then they show a video. Or here's here's bonus scenes you haven't seen on TV. Here's that. Here's that. I'm like, so these tickets were about a hundred each, and they're playing video clips. Like hmm. I could stay home for video clips. Yeah, you gotta be freaking kidding me. And she's like, that's the part that pissed me off the most. It's like, you know, no one, no one in the cases on stage when they're doing this. It's not like they're interacting with the video and it's, you know, part of some uh, elaborate routine or whatever. It's like, okay, we're going to play a clip and then they go and, you know, grab a water and chill in the back for, you know, a couple minutes while the clip plays and then come back out. Like, I'm not spending money like that for watching TV. I can do that at home much cheaper. Yep. Uh, I will say, because I was looking up, I'm like, all right, well, I want to see what the show is like. I can't find a single one of someone sneaking a camera in to one of the shows. I'm like that might be mm. why. Cause you know, if this is what, you know, far too much of the show that it should be is stuff like this. Yeah. And that, that and word gets out, people aren't going to spend the money on it. I'm already glad I didn't. Um, said so the merch, there wasn't like that much merchandise or anything. I don't know if they didn't meet or, or greet, but she was just kind of like, Annoyed that that was the whole show, so they left right after. Didn't bother seeing if anything else was going on afterwards. So instead, um, I'm actually, uh, as we record this, I'll work tomorrow morning, come home, pack my bag, and then uh, wait until I'm picked up because on Saturday, a group of us are going to a wrestling pay-per-view. Oh, nice. So we have, we have sixth row. It's uh, Impact Wrestling. And I was looking at the card, and it looks insane. Like, we're going to see wrestling wrestling. Not, quote, sports entertainment stuff. That I I already see, like, four or five matches that I think could be our favorite match of the night. Like, I am so excited for it. I think it's going to be a great one. One of the ones I, I was telling someone at work about it, is uh, there's a Japanese wrestler that's touring the States right now. So pretty much any group in the States that wanted to use him is all sharing the cost of, you know, his flight, his hotels, bringing him over here for like a month pretty much to do as many shows in the States as he can, and then he'll fly back to Japan. So he's going to be on this too. It's like, oh, well, he's Japanese. Is he, you know, like a light guy? And he and he flies and does lots of flips and everything. I'm like, no, he's a short little tank, and he just hits people hard. Just beats the hell out of people. And everyone loves it. Everybody but, loves a good tank. Oh, my God. He, he was doing one where a guy was hitting him, and he just kept walking forward. So even though he's technically on the defense, and the guy hitting him was on the offense, 
the guy hitting him is the one backing up in fear, even though he's doing all the hitting. I was like, that's such a tiny little thing, and it looks so badass. I've hit me all you want. I'm going to keep coming. But there's just so many good shows. I, I'm i trying to be financially responsible. I actually went <laughs> on their website ahead of time, and I picked out what shirt I will get. So when I'm there, I'm not tempted to get five different things. Yeah. Like, nope, I'm going to get one shirt. That's it. Um, if certain people do autographs, that might be trouble. I, uh, Chris, Chris, you, you might understand my plight here. Mm-hmm. A while ago, I said, I can't spend money on everything. Yep. So what's something that would be a way to save money there? And I decided if I'm doing autographs and eight by tens and like paying for the photo ops, I was like, all right, I'm only going to do the women wrestler ones for any show I go to. Cause mm-hmm. there's usually a lot less. Yep. So that that's already narrowing it down. And then I might only have like one or two. There's like eight in this <laughs> Possibly more to be announced. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. That's a minimum of $20 each person. I can't do it. Yep. My, yeah. My streamlined plan isn't working here. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta, you gotta figure out which ones you want the most and, and just kind of go from there. Yeah, because, oh, what, year, tw- was 2012? I think I, I, like, signed up for I don't know how many different photo ops, but I, f- I found, like, I was spending most of my convention in line for photo ops. Um, yeah. And nowadays, like, I find, like, he's it used to be back in the day, like, an autograph was the cheaper route to go, but a lot of, like, the bigger celebrities will charge just as much for an autograph as a photo op. So it's like, well, if I'm going to pay, you know, like, whatever... $85 for, you know, a photo or for an autograph. I might as well get a photo for the same price and, and just do that. Um, but I know some people like they'll go get the photo with, with them and the celebrity and then get them to autograph it. So like they pay double. Um, I, I don't quite do that, but like 2012, that that's when I decided, cause I mean, there was some, I didn't actually uh, get a photo op with, you know, I kind of just went and got my money back and I decided then like that was too much. I can't do, you know, like I got to pick one or two that I really want to meet. And then, you know, maybe if I get time later, I, I'll, I'll check them out at their table. Cause a lot of them, like they'll do photo well, ops at the table. The hope, cause depending on the convention as well, if they do the lineups well, yeah. the number of people I know who um, have stood in line, Mm. only to not even get an autograph because the, yep. the, it's done. Like, it's a set amount of time, right? Yep. Um, which I think is ridiculous. Yep. Um, and 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 they get greedy, right? They're like, they, you know, this guy keeps selling out. Let, let, let's keep selling them. And, you know, and then when you don't get it in, like, they're not the most helpful when it comes to getting refunds. Like, that happened to me with Patrick Stewart. Like, I was in line for, like, three hours. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm, you know... Like, I'm not even in the autograph area yet. Like, we're in a lineup to get into the autograph area. And I just get in the autograph area, and they cancel. And they're like, you're going to have to leave, sir. I'm like, nope. I am not leaving until I get a photo op with somebody. Um, And then I went into another line to get another one of the other photos. This is 2012, too. And I went 
and I'm literally like three people away, and then they close that line. So then, then I, 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 not, I just bared down like they're trying to get me to leave. I'm like, no, I'm not leaving until I get a photo op. And then Patrick Stewart was gracious enough to come back and do more photo ops because he heard there was a bunch of people that didn't get one. So he was really cool. But yeah, it's it's frustrating. But yeah, like I, I definitely uh, feel your pain, Kev, because it's 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 tough, you know, especially when it you know it's a bunch of people that you you know, really like and enjoy, you know, having to, to, you know, pick, you know, who to drop and who to keep. Yeah. That, it, it can be tough. Well, there was a, uh, there was a guy at RetroCon when I went to that back in, I think it was September, uh wrestler there that he pays someone to take care of all that stuff in line. So while he's given people, you know, five minutes of, uh, meeting and having a quick discussion and get their picture taken and and making that five minutes matter to the fan someone else is going through and it's like okay what did you want you want the autograph you want the picture which which picture do you want the autograph on here's how much money it is takes care of everything there yeah when you get up to the guy he's not messing trying to break like 50s or hundreds or whatever you don't have to worry about which thing that you want you're not overwhelmed by the options everything's already done so you can just enjoy your couple minutes with your celebrity. Yeah. And I was like, that's smart. That was so smart. And whatever he's paying this person to help him is got to be worth it. He's got to be making the amount of money he's making extra from all this work already done. I'm sure pays for that person. Yeah. Like without a doubt. Um, and my favorite is the 20 autograph, 20 a picture or 30 combo. That 30 combo is not a bad deal. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. So that that's the that's the photo op and the, the autograph you said? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really good. That's a good price. That's so cheap. Yeah, that's my favorite one I've seen. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. I actually saw the number of comments at the convention my friend was at being like, so can anyone tell me how long I have to stand in line? It's been like an hour. And the people being like, do you want to tell them or do I have to tell yeah. them? Like, <laughs> yeah. Depends on whose line it is. <laughs> yep. Like, get comfy. There's, there's, Yeah, get comfy. Um, I, I like, uh, I, as I mentioned earlier, I'm not going to Calgary this year, but one of the, one of the packages that they did offer is they have uh, the whole View Askew group coming. So they have, like, Jane Silent Bob. Uh, they got the Clerks guys. I think that's about it. Um, and then they're doing a show Friday night. So they have this package deal where you can go to the show and see, like, uh, Jane Silent Bob and the Clerks guys on stage do their podcast or whatever. And then... Uh, you get like, I don't know, good seating or whatever. And then you get to go backstage and you can get a picture with Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes as dressed up as Jay and Silent Bob. Um, and Which this is pretty cool. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. It was like $500. I want to say, um, Jeez. which, which is a lot, but I mean, you are getting to go to a Kevin Smith show and you get a photo True. with them in character um plus you get to meet meet the rest of the, the the rest of the guys and i think you could get your picture with all of them too like i think it's kind of, you get to kind of choose 
So I, if I had went, I was seriously thinking about doing that. And just, and that would be it. Like, that would be my photo op. You know, I might get a couple up more autographs on the floor because I know, like, Katie Sackoff was going to be there. I've, you know, I've never met her. I've always wanted to meet her. Um, you know, I love her on, on The Mandalorian. I love her on Battlestar Galactica. So, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens in September when, when the Edmonton Con goes on because, you know, I, I miss going to conventions. You know, it's it's been so long. It's been, well, it's 2022. It's been three years since I've been to a convention. So. I agree. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I, I haven't been to Volcon since 2018. Like, I can't believe that. That it's going to be like four years since I went. But anyway, uh, before. Uh, oh, Kev, did you have anything else? All right. Before we go, let's play that little game of where we can find you on the internet. And as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, you can find our regular co-host Ragnar at the Calgary Comic and Entertainment Expo. Uh, and that is running this weekend. It is, I think it's running t today, the 21st through the 24th, I believe. Sunday the 24th. Um... So be sure to go, and if you're in the Calgary area, Ragnar's going to be there, so look him up. Um, as for myself, uh, you can find me here at the Pop Culture Pub uh, Podcast Network, and we will be recording an episode of the Pop Culture Pub shortly. It'll be released after this episode in a few days. And Trek 1701 will be back in May. Uh, I think all the... The stars and the moons are all aligning, so it, it's going to work out for a recording. Because um, it just seems like none of our schedules have been working this last couple months. It's 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 crazy. It's like every day that we think will work doesn't work for one person. So, yeah, we're we're shooting for May. Hopefully, May will be. Fingers crossed, will be our time. Um, Lillian, where can we find you? can find me on twitter at talking squirrel that's talking without an a um where i'm running around doing crazy things when i remember to log on excellent and last but not least kevin where can we find you you can find me on my own blog is masklibrary.com at masklibrary across most of the social medias and then um i haven't i, I honestly i have not had the motivation lately for it but when when i'm in the right frame of mind i do the hellions talks podcast which is a series of one-on-one -on -one interviews uh as part of the retro network excellent all right well this was geek follow reloaded uh this is a it is april 21st 2022 and we will see you again in approximately two weeks